Well, hello. This is the Red Letter Podcast. This is episode three. Merry Christmas. Um, but yeah, it's it's Christmas time here in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> it does actually. That does lead a question. Does the entire world uh, like? Does every content in some form or fashion celebrate Christmas? I think so. I mean, I would think most people celebrate Christmas at the same time. It's a Christian holiday, so I guess. Yeah, I mean. As long as there's Christians. Yeah. You would think that they celebrate Christmas in some fashion. So, um... The Every year, we have a fun tradition where, um... We we have this Christmas Bible. So the story behind the Bible is essentially, um, I believe it came from Kansas City. Yeah, it came from Kansas City. It was from yes, you guys. It was from us. It came from Kansas City. Michelle had got it. I don't even know when. She got it at some kind of thrift store, what I remember her telling me. And like, I don't know why she got it, though. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, for me, like, I would never be like, oh, this is cool. I need to buy this Bible. Yeah, like it's, it's it feels more like a Bible that you have and it, you don't throw away Bibles. And so mm-hmm. you just kind of keep it because it's there because, yeah. you you know, like you feel bad if you throw away a Bible. That's kind of the Bible edit. I guarantee you she is sitting in the other room right now really wanting to come and correct <laughs> what we're saying. But I also guarantee you she probably won't do that. Yeah. So but so she'll tell you after Michelle and I had it for a few years and we do a big friend get together with um, the get or you're not the Gibsons, the Wests, the Gibsons, <laughs> uh, the Bedfords. David is our bassist. Yep. Kyle and Alex is drummer and keys and vocalist. Um, and then this, the couple called Alex and Katie Kaminsky. Yep. They're some friends of ours that also serve at a local church yep. here in the Richmond area. Um, but we do a big Christmas party every year where we do a gift exchange. And four years ago, I think it was the first year that Michelle and I were here. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely the f- very first time we did it. So four years ago, we did, we brought that Bible and wrapped it up. And it has been the Christmas Bible ever since then. And so every year. It well, gets- it's because we do the white elephant gift yeah, exchange. And elephant. so basically, you know, I, I can't remember who got it the first year. I I think it was the Bedfords. I believe so, yeah. It was the Bedfords that got it the first year. And like, you know, obviously it, it was kind of a gag gift. I know that sounds terrible, but what ended up happening is the next year the Bedfords brought it back. And so and now it started the trend. And now it's been every single year. when we You do got the, it after that, right? I did. I and did. So here's the amazing thing about it is in four years, there's five couples. Yeah, five yeah. couples. Michelle and I brought it um, every single. Have the, the Kaminsky's have had it? I think. Yes, I think everyone's had it now. So it was Bedford, Wes, Kaminsky's, uh, Gibson's. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe we get it back this year. Yeah. We'll see. Well, but, and it's like, I think every the Gibson's year, had it last year, so someone else needs to have it when because I think it's too, a bad omen now. <laughs> it's been wrapped it's been conspicuously. Like, it oh, wasn't yeah. obvious it was a Bible every right, year. Right, no. You, it's always put in something else. And sometimes now people have, like, given, like, other gifts, With and it. it's also, like, at the bottom of the box or something like that. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know. You got the Bible, and it uh, it is kind of like the honor. It's the badge of honor now when you have the Bible for the year. It is, is. and we all write our names in the in the front of the Bible. Yes, so it's it's good. And I, well, I don't know what we'll do if someone else who's already had it gets it. Just say, well, I think we put it like we put the year. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's gonna be that way from like 
now until we die. That's yeah. the plan. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, we'll have Kyle send in a picture of what this Bible looks like. It's pretty glorious. It is glorious. glorious it is Bible. the most family heirloom looking yeah. Bible I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it really, really, it's, it's, it's something. Uh, it's not your like daily Bible read through type of Bible. It's not unless you want to. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I do think that um, every member of the band has read through it every yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. It. I mean, it, it's definitely was part of my daily routine. <laughs> we're anyway, not, we're, not, we're not saying reading the Bible should not be part of your daily routine. No, of course Just not. Just this specific one. The specific it's one. It's got some wonderful pictures. Maybe we could get them to send some with like a picture or something. Yeah. That's in there. It's, it's pretty glorious. It is. It's glorious. Glorious. But... It's KJV too, right? Probably. Probably. I, I don't know. I don't imagine, I imagine any Bible being any other translation <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, Jordan, what would you say, um, speaking on the topics of Christmas, Okay. what is your favorite Christmas memory that you can think of? It can be all the way back to um, the first Christmas you were in the womb. If you that was my favorite. That. I rem- no, I'm just kidding. It's warm. It's like a hot tub the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, All the way up until last year. I think uh, my favorite two have been, um, I really enjoyed the first Christmas my wife and I had in our house together. Mm. That was nice because we, you know, we we'd been married now six years and, but I think like having Christmas together, like starting our own family traditions, I think that was just really special. And, you know, um, spending Christmas morning with just me and my wife before we went over to my parents' house, I think it was just, it was really special. You know, we, um, you know, made breakfast and and just took the, the morning slow and it was really, really great. Um, but I think my other favorite one was probably as a kid, um, I remember all I wanted for Christmas. I know this sounds really weird. I like I'm a weird dude. Okay, so all I wanted for Christmas was this lizard, and this liz. It was a very specific type of lizard. Like the gecko lizard. No, it was called a bearded dragon. Aren't those really big? They are really big, and like as big as this table. No, not quite. They're they're typically about two feet long. Okay, that's not um, very big. And well, if it's not very big. well, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> mine had German giant in it. I'm giving away the story. Obviously, I got one, but when it grew up, it literally would sit on my like shoulder, and its tail would reach all the way down to my leg. Uh, I mean, not my leg. Wow, that'd be huge. My arm, like my hand, it would reach all the way down. And uh, yeah, that'd be a that's very like a four foot lizard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would no, not that big. Uh, so, but it was every bit of two feet. It was huge. I but, just called you short. <laughs> And you totally missed it. <laughs> Aren't you shorter than me? Yes. How <laughs> anyway, tall are you? I'm 5'10". 5 oh, like um, 8, 5'9". Five, I'm 5'6", like, the average woo. height of the American female. <laughs> we grow them small. <laughs> All right, anyways. Um, so I remember I go down. All I wanted was this lizard. And my parents um, wrapped up this um, book. That was how to like it wasn't how to train your dragon, but it was a book that was basically something like that, like how to raise your bearded dragon. And I opened it, and I remember as a kid, I was like, I didn't catch like the clues of what was happening, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of mad that my parents didn't buy me a lizard; they bought me a book about how to raise the lizard. <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh, cool, 
like, wow. And then like my, my dad had to be like, Hey son, open up the book. And so like, there was like a clue in the, in the book. And like, and it was like how to, it's, it was like a poem, like, like Dr. Seuss level poem. Mm. And like, but it was a, it was a scavenger hunt and I had to get like five or six different things. And then I was going all throughout the yard, all throughout the house, finding these different things uh, until the very last one was actually, and of course, as I started doing the scavenger hunt, I kind of get the idea, but um, it was kind of fun because every single one, I thought it was going to be it, and it, it wasn't, you know, it'd be like food or like, you know, something else that I would need. And then the last one, I go up and uh, it was in one of the rooms upstairs and there it was like this huge terrarium because I mean, again, these lizards do get really big. So it's this mammoth terrarium, but right in the corner was this tiny and I mean, little tiny baby lizard. And they got me one of the, the bearded dragons, but it was a baby and it literally would fit in the palm of my hand. Mm. Like it was so tiny. At and it first. got like two and a half feet. Yeah. Wow. And it, it ended up being huge. Uh, but I just remember that because like as a kid, I remember like the, the whiplash of emotions and like the fact that the whole thing was like an experience yeah um it was pretty cool that that's probably my favorite like childhood christmas memory and my parents going through all that effort and giving me exactly what i wanted it was really cool isn't what it, about you isn't it sad though that like i think about now as a kid so many times when my parents would get me something and i would open it and like just respond in the worst possible yeah, i was like i was like mad <laughs> i was like it's, it's a like, book it's like now being an adult like you get socks have, and you're like oh good yeah. i don't have to buy socks or in like going to have a kid soon it's just like thinking about the idea of them opening one of my gifts and like being sad about it right it's like man i was a jerk as a kid <laughs> i know um i guess I, people don't really know this but my wife and i are, are expecting as well and it's funny because my my parents have already decided that they're going to give my child like a oh. gift this year. And I was like, no, it's not born yet. <laughs> like <laughs> give me something. We told all of our friends, cause Michelle and I, I especially am very bad at telling people what gifts I want. Yeah. Um, but like, we're like, I'll just buy something for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and so like my parents and grandparents are like, okay, sounds good to us. Yeah. My, my parents are doing that. I, we've asked specifically for things to like get our house ready. That's like, it's amazing how yeah, yeah. different like Christmas is like I, as a child, I asked for like a lizard and now I'm like, can I have some paint? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> can I have a Lowe's gift card. Yeah, that'd be really great. So anyways, very different That's experience. Funny. I would say my favorite Christmas memory as a child. So I was always a turd as a child <laughs> when it came to Christmas. Just when you were a child? Probably still. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a turd in this way, though. I'm I'm a turd in other ways. <laughs> I just want to see how many times I can use the word turd in a one-minute period of time. But I would always find my presence. Like, I would always, um, when my mom would be, like, go out to do errands or something, I would sneak around the house and try to find my presence. Mm. And it got one year where she told me if I found my presence and she knew about it, she wasn't giving me presents that year. And my mom like did not say something that she didn't intend to do. Um, so <laughs> mom don't watch this, but I'm pretty sure I found them that year. I just made extra sure that she didn't. I remember out. one year my brother found the presents and his punishment. This is the great part. My brother was very sensitive at this age. I don't remember, but I don't remember how old he was, but he found the presents and the punishment was that he got the present early. 
and, and he cried so he had much. nothing to open because he had nothing yeah. to open on christmas <laughs> and i don't think it was all his presents i think it was just one gift that's funny but then he like cried because he didn't have that present to open on christmas day that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one year where i believe i had done what i always d- did and looked around um had oh, probably found my presence some years my mom got to the point where she would like literally bring them in the house and wrap them that day you have um, to do that so like i would find them but they'd be wrapped yeah um so there was years like that but this year we me and my brother had asked for a dirt bike um, oh and so we we grew up in that's Ohio. so much better than a lizard by the way <laughs> like you just had a better imagination as a kid <laughs> but we grew up in ohio out in the country um, and so we had a decent amount of land that we could ride mm-hmm. the, the dirt bike around on. And we had had a go-kart, but we really wanted a dirt bike. I, I think I specifically really wanted the dirt bike. And so I had done what I always did and looked around and found everything, but mm-hmm. I hadn't found this dirt bike. Uh, so I was really not expecting to get a dirt bike that year. Because you already like, found all the rest of the presents. So you're like, like, oh, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And so we opened all the presents. I think I had even went like woke up early, looked all throughout the basement thinking because we had a walkout basement. So like it was possible it could be down there. Um, you really were a turd. Oh, I was a turd. <laughs> um, and so we like open all the presents. And then my parents are like, there's one more go downstairs um and at some point to this day i still have no idea how they accomplished this i I believe my brother and i had like woke up early opened our stockings and then we're down in the basement watching tv Mm -hmm. and then we would wake up um and open presents upstairs Mm -hmm. and so the at some point somehow my parent my dad had gotten this dirt bike from wherever it was hiding into the basement so when me and my brother go downstairs it's like got a bow on it or something and it's down in the basement and we're just completely um surprised and still have no idea like where he hid it i think actually he may have told me he hid it at someone else's house until like you would have to the night before and then put it out in the shop or something like that that's brilliant um and so then we spent all christmas day and I know Virginia is a little different than Ohio where Virginia, like you'll get snow mm-hmm. and it'll snow a couple inches, but then it's gone within a couple yeah. days, usually in Ohio or hours. Four hours in Ohio, we would get like feet of snow and it would stay for weeks. Wow. And so I'm <laughs> envious of that. It was, I mean, I, it was fun. We did a lot of snow shoveling growing up. Yeah. Um, that would not be fun. No, but so we're like out riding this dirt bike dirt bikes are not designed for snow unless you put like studs on them um and so we're out riding this dirt bike around and, and like falling over feet of snow and it was and we're like 12 because uh, it was a tiny little dirt bike um but yeah we're, we tried to ride it all day and then essentially kind of had to really wait till uh spring came to ride it very effectively have you ever broken any bones I broke my collarbone okay. skateboarding because I got a small moment of complete bravery and decided that I knew how to do a backflip. <laughs> and my dad had, me and my dad built a quarter pipe. Um, and so I had jumped all kinds of things off of that quarter mm. pipe, but decided that that day I was going to go as fast as I possibly could um, and, and, do a and just whip my body backwards and expect my skateboard to stay on somehow so i did that and in my memory as a kid i thought i did a full flip and then came around again but i really just went straight back i don't know how i didn't break my head off um (laughs) but i just like 
essentially flung straight back and hit my collarbone and broke my collarbone. That hurts so bad. Yeah. And the, the worst thing about that story too is I was in seventh grade and the when you when you break your collarbone I think I broke my collarbone in seventh grade too. What'd you do? I was rollerblading. Mm, and similar story. Yeah. And I was we were racing. Uh we had like a whole crew of people. I actually got rollerblades for Christmas. Nice. Um and this was New Year's Eve, uh like the day. Uh-huh. And um, or no, it was New Year's Day. I think it was at this time because I broke my collarbone twice, once on New Year's Eve and once on New Year's Day, different years. Um, anyways, same How collarbone. Would that be if it's like <laughs> different, <laughs> different collarbone? Different collarbones. Yeah, no. Um, and so I was rollerblading, and my brother uh, and I were like neck and neck, and he was like he was on a scooter, um, and I was on on rollerblades, and he cut me off and like hit my feet. Oh gosh. And so I, and I mean, we're flying because like the, the neighborhood that we grew up, there was this really big hill. Uh-huh. And so um, we're like flying down there and you know, I'm just a kid. So like, I don't know how to like actually go fast. I'm just like as low to the ground as I possibly can, like, you know, hunker down for speed, uh, make sure I have good aerodynamics. And, um, and like he hit me and I flipped so many times i had like a concussion and broken collarbone it was fantastic that's great I, I can't i can't believe that you've only broken a collarbone like you telling me that like because you grew up you you skate you, you skated skateboarded i was the kid dirt bike. as a, a child went to the skate park with rollerblades a scooter and a skateboard and my bike if i could and just like everything you're like let's go yes yeah see like i did i barely did any of that i mean i guess i i did stupid stuff too my, but my parents always said i had big bones so <laughs> said i was a big bone kid <laughs> i was also chubby <laughs> maybe that was why but maybe <laughs> maybe but yeah like i the worst thing for me though about my collarbone story was I don't when you broke your collarbone, did you have to wear wear a sling? Oh yeah. Arm? So with me it was a splinter. Okay. And so in order to fix a splinter, um a sling will pull your shoulders forward where um with a splinter you want it to be pulled back okay. so that it can heal correctly. Right. So essentially what they gave me to wear was a bra without front, like cups on the front was essentially what it was nice and so as a seventh grader it happened in the summer i think i ooh, that's bad well this is why it's bad i was going from sixth grade to seventh grade like new school class like every all Mm -hmm. like all of that excited about that and i had to start my year off wearing essentially a bra and i was super self-conscious because like it was hot so i wanted to just wear a t-shirt but i didn't want people to be able to see the like straps so you didn't have like a a thing on your arm my arm was totally usable it just restricted my shoulders see mine when i broke mine i had a sling and then but it had like a strap that went over my shoulder and one that went around my back Okay. So it kind of did the same thing, but it was still in a sling. Huh. So yeah, I think mine just because it was a, it wasn't a full break. Okay. So the bone was still in contact. It just needed to crazy. Um, like go back together that way. So there's your warning, kids. Christmas can be dangerous. Christmas can be, dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Christmas can be very dangerous. Um, but yeah. So what are you looking forward to this year for Christmas? Um, I think for me, uh, it's a very different kind of Christmas for us. Um. You know, we don't have uh, at church just because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. We don't have like the big Christmas productions. We don't have, um, you know, all that stuff, which typically takes up a ton of time. 
uh, we still did. We're still like filming. We just filmed stuff last week and we have to, I have to produce that for our church, which is actually really turning out great. So there's lots of fun stuff still. Um, but I think I took all the coffee. Sorry, buddy. There's just a little bit. Um, but, uh, I think for, um, I think for me, it's just, it's kind of a different pace for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, or Christmas is typically like high year. Uh, this year it's not. Uh, like we don't, we're not traveling a bunch of different places. Uh, last year we had big Christmas production, we had big Christmas Eve service. Like um, we took our young adults to a conference, and it was all this kind of stuff, just boom, 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 and like nonstop travel, nonstop church production, and uh, and I think it's more the production side of things. But this year it's it's very different, and it's much more. Uh, I have time with my family. Um, I have time with my wife uh, and with my friends, and uh, it's just a different pace yeah. than I'm I've ever had since be- being in full time ministry. Uh, so just kind of a different perspective on Christmas, and I I'm kind of enjoying it to be honest. Yeah, I think I think one of my favorite one of the things I'm most looking forward to with Christmas this year is um, actually the fact that we're not traveling at all. Yeah. Um, normally Michelle my wife is from Kansas City and I'm from Ohio and all of our family is in Kansas City and Ohio um so last year we tried to hit both Mm -hmm. spots um and that was exhausting so this year uh, with the baby on the way we just decided it was best not to travel um her dad and his wife is coming in town um so we'll spend some time with them but I'm just kind of looking forward to that change of pace this year I think it's good every so often if you can to um to change things up a bit so yeah this year with with covid and with um the baby it kind of made it easy to make that decision yeah but so yeah yeah i mean that kind of gets us we'll we'll do our asmr moment before we get into ASMR. talking <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think the different pace really makes us think more about christmas uh but before we get into that because we we are going to talk uh some some bible and some bible uh, <laughs> some things like that but before we do that tyler this is your moment and i don't know what you're gonna say no this is the asmr moment oh this is the ASMR. and this is your moment i mean let's be real this is the thing that you look forward to the most i, I feel like you pray over what the a- asmr moment is going to be and um what do we have today so i gave jordan the option to pick out some ornaments on my christmas tree um he picked this guy so, it's like a hedgehog. Yes, I think it's a hedgehog, and he's got pine cones and berries and sticks uh, and a Santa hat, and he's holding some, what's this called? Green stuff. Green stuff, from like <laughs> a, a a green tree. It's Yeah, it's kind of like an evergreen tree. It's like an evergreen tree leaf. What's the most common tree in America? <laughs> What's the name of it? Um, so I, we thought he would make. So we have two of this, and then we have your just your classic ornament. Um, it says Rachel House Pregnancy Center because that's where my wife used to work when we lived in Kansas City. Um, so those are our two ASMR moments. Ooh, that one has multiple. Oh yeah, this is that things. one's going to be special. And for any of you that listened last week, the ASMR moment we know was. Um, disappointing not because of the content because of the mic quality so we have um hopefully it will be better this week hopefully some more clarity yeah. through these mics the, the the cinnamon snap was good yes that was good the, the other part so was good. 
So without further ado, here's our ASMR of ASMR. a head Christmas hedgehog. And then I was satisfied here. Yeah. It's good. The, the weird thing is it's like very quiet. Yeah. It's like headphones and the mic is what makes ASMR. Yeah. Right, what does ASMR go. stand for? I don't know. Audio stimulus something. No I'm idea. Google it. We'll look that up. So here is your classic Christmas ornament. Hopefully you can't hear the lawnmower in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking. So um, it actually is um, ASMR is is autonomous sensory meridian response. That was not even close to what you said. No. Um, and basically it's a, um, it's a sensation that begins in the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and spine. Um, and it's typically auditory tactile synesthesia is what it is. So, so, so let us know <laughs> that if happened that happened to you <laughs> when you heard the Christmas hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us perfectly into our next segment. <laughs> Great segue. Great segue. Um, dude, this year, uh, wow. I mean, it's just, and it's spilling over into next year. In Virginia, we just were told that um, we're only allowed to gather with 10 people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that means a lot of stuff for Christmas is just weird. I mean, I remember the Christmas times, you know, where... I would have, you know, tons of people over or, or things like that, um, or giant Christmas Eve services. And, um, you know, basically just gathering is a hard thing. Yeah. And um, this year's been a hard thing. And so celebrating at the end of the year, typically like, you know, people are celebrating and they look back and they're like, you know, I know my tradition is every, my family always gets together on Christmas Eve and we talk about things that we're thankful for this year. And like, I feel like I'm thankful that it's done. Like, you know, it's yeah. just kind of like, it's a, it's a difficult thing. And so um, as we kind of look at that, I guess, why should we as Christians celebrate? Yeah, I think um, just like the, the big picture version answer of that question, and then we'll kind of dive into it is like, we as Christians so many things of what we do in our life, and especially um, some people vary in their thoughts on this, but um, I know me personally and Jordan would agree with this. Like so many parts of our Christian walk are not based on feelings. It's not That's based true. on like, like the Bible says the heart is deceptive yeah. above all things. And so like some people I feel like have tried to convince themselves that like oh, the heart wants what the heart wants. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta follow, follow your, your heart. heart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's, that's completely, completely wrong. And, um, goes against what the Bible says. The Bible says that, uh, the 
the word is truth. And so mm-hmm. therefore that is what we shape our lives on. Yeah. And, and so 2020 is not really a year for like feeling celebratory and no. feeling like we want to, um, do those type of things, but that doesn't change the truth yeah. of what Christmas is about. And Christmas is about Jesus being born. Yeah. Um, and, and the birth of Christ Jesus into the world was what ultimately brought about his crucifixion and resurrection, which is what we, as the church, like that's why the church exists. Yeah. If, if Christ wasn't born as a baby, the church wouldn't exist. Like not, not only would the church not exist. I mean, literally There'd be no Christmas, such thing as a Christian or, or there wouldn't be hope. Yeah. There I mean, be think hope. about that. Like, uh, what have I wanted so much this year is like, is hope, you know, uh, there's this, uh, it's kind of meme worthy now, uh, but there's this moment in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, it's the biggest movie in, in the world. Hey, I finally so. saw it. I'm proud of you. I mean, it was like six months ago, but it was way later than everyone yeah, else saw and, it. And somehow you didn't get spoilers, which is amazing. I didn't, that's true. Um, but there's this moment where, where it's literally a meme now, uh, but Hawkeye is talking to Black Widow and um, they like, oh, we have a way to fix it. Like the problem, you mm-hmm. know? And he says, don't do that. Don't give me hope, you know, and it's literally a meme now. Um, But it's because like, you know, this idea of like hoping for something better, um, like there's this fear of being let down, right? And, um, but with Jesus Christ, I think what the great thing is, um, it's a hope that we have that we're not going to be let down. And I know that sounds cheesy, but like, let's be real. I think what we really get to is, if we are led by feelings and the feeling of defeat for this year and like, Hey, this year was terrible. Um, I have nothing to hope in so many things that I hoped for and hoped in this year were just taken away Mm -hmm. and like just continually let down. And so my feeling is don't give me hope. Like I don't want to be excited about something that's going to be taken away once again. And, um, really what it comes down to is, is God is the authority and like my feelings, my, who I am, that's not the authority. Um, and we believe that God is sovereign, which basically means he has the ability to do whatever he wants, yes. whenever he wants, because he has all power and all authority to do that. And the great part about that is what he has decided to do is give us hope. Mm-hmm. And he gives us hope in himself who is sovereign, who cannot be defeated by anything. And so therefore our hope is not in vain. Yeah. You know, and so like, what does it look like to like, I think everyone would agree that if you could hope in something mm-hmm. that wasn't going to let you down and by not let you down, I mean like if you choose to hope in something and put your trust in it, then you are choosing to say, I believe that above my thoughts and feelings what they decide is best mm-hmm. is what's best. Yeah. So therefore, like, even though I might be let down in my hopes and or like my feelings are let down, my hope is not let down. Right. And my, because I know that like, like even just like for an example, if I was like, Hey Jordan, I really want to get better at guitar. Yeah. And maybe in my mind, I'm like, I like, I, like this is how I picture getting better at guitar. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, actually a better example is I think we might've used it last time. The, um, karate kid thing yeah where he's like i want to become an expert at karate (laughs) and in his mind he has this this like 
thought and feeling of how that is going to happen mm -hmm. and then his teacher is like go wax the windows <laughs> and wait and, and he's what? like this is not at all but he trusts in his teacher yeah. and knows that they know what is best so therefore he does it and then ends up um how the end of the movie is where he wins the fight i think yeah. he wins the fight i haven't seen yeah. that movie yeah he does years. he does a little like the phoenix thing or yeah whatever. but it's um. like it's like if you could choose to hope in something that you trusted that yeah um that is the best then like everyone would agree that like yeah i'm going to do that and it's like yeah. that's what we have in christ yeah that we can hope in something that his ways are always better than our thoughts and our and, and yeah. our desires even yeah and i think that comes down to really when we when we start talking about celebrating christmas um it it will look different this year i mean there's no way around that and so um, when we start, you know, without saying cheesy things like, well, Jesus is the reason for the season or, you know, things like that. Well, what does that really mean? Um, how, how can we really, um, celebrate or how can we really do things that are applicable to us that change, uh, for us, like our, our perspective, um, and go past just Christmas, because really what we're talking about, if we're rejoicing and we're celebrating for Christmas because of our hope that should last a lot longer than December. Yeah. Right. And I think my, um, my pastors said in, it was either in a sermon or a podcast that we recently mm -hmm. put out that they said, like, if you're not celebrating during Christmas time, like that's not an issue with Christmas. That's an issue that you have year round. Yeah. It's an issue like with it, your faith. Yeah. Like, and, and not to be like super harsh, but that's a reality. Like, one of the things that I've noticed this year is everyone has personal and family things that have been challenging. I know people that have lost loved ones, not even just because of coronavirus or, um, so when we go into Christmas, um, there are people that are, that are celebrating Christmas for the first time without a family member. Yeah. There's people that are, that were hoping for something this year that, um, they're not going to have. Mm -hmm. And, so there's so much grief that can come in and into Christmas season. Um, and we weren't actually planning on talking about this. I, I feel like this episode is becoming longer, but that's okay. Um, one of the things that I, we've been really praying about me and my wife and, and talking with my uh, small group at church is like, how do I, what, what are some things that I can do this year just as like an application mm -hmm. to like actually celebrate Christmas in ways that's not just like we're going to have, you know, ham and turkey like, how do I actually, you know, without the Christmas ham, like, hopefully we're still able to do that. But, you know, without that, without, without presence, or without seeing family, you know, traveling and seeing family, what are some ways that we could, we could celebrate? Uh, and then a different way that would that would take my faith to a place of rejoicing for Christmas and for next year. And one of the things that I challenged um, myself and, and my small group is look at the word of God and find promises that God has given mm. and memorize them. Yeah. That's because good. that's my hope. Right. And if I memorize those promises, I'm going to, the Bible even says, Hey, I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. Like I have more hope going into January, going into 2021. If I've memorized scripture and I go through these promises of God, then now, Hey, January 2021, I have more hope to go in the next year because anytime that I have moments of doubt or struggle or anything like that, I now have something that I can cling on to for hope. 
Yeah. And that is really what I think is something that no matter what the circumstances are, I can cling to hope in Jesus Christ and his word because it will never return void. Yeah. And that's just a simple application. And you know what? People might hear that and be like, oh, that's great. But I promise you, if you actually like take the time and diligent diligently study God's word and memorize something that God has promised you, you know, like say, Hey, take heart for I have overcome the world. What if I memorize that anytime it says, Oh, you know what? I'm really going through a difficult season. You know what? It's okay. Jesus said that he's overcome this. Yeah. I have faith. I believe I have hope and you can continue going forward. So that's just like one simple application to the whole thing. When it's like, I think if many of us were honest with ourselves, like we, we want to hope in things that we have control over yeah like and and that's why so many things like we'll base it on emotions and right. and feelings and everything because like if we give control over to god then we have to give control over of the it might not like granted yes it's better but it might not feel better all the time and right. it's like like so many like i remember um when i i guess six years ago now moved to Kansas city. So I went to Liberty university and, um, Liberty is a great school. I loved it there. But one thing that they said that like irks me to this day, essentially still was, it was like in a a chapel service or something. Mm -hmm. They said something to the effect of like, if you don't leave here with a spouse, like you're doing it wrong. (laughs) And Um, then you left without a spouse. (laughs) And then I left without a spouse. And, um, I just remember when I moved to Kansas city, like I went there for an internship. Um, and it, it just kind of like, I ended up liking it there and I met my wife there, but like initially it was just the only place I could find a job. And, and I geographically didn't want to go that direction. Um, and I think I really struggled with a lot of depression through that season that ultimately Mm. led me to just like choosing to essentially never have any hope because I thought that like, Oh, if I don't hope in anything then I'm never let down by anything. Get to this point of like apathy. Yeah. And the result it's like better of that, to feel nothing than to feel bad. Yeah. And the result of that was I just never felt anything. And I think still to this day, I'm still dealing with the result of choosing to um, like live that way for a couple yeah. of years. But I remember I went to um, Chicago har- to harvest actually for a conference and James McDonald said um, that like it is sin not to choose to have hope because Mm. if it like if we don't hope in christ then we are not trusting that he his ways are better for us wow like like we're choosing to like even though it's like my thought was like oh i'm just not gonna hope in anything so that i'm not let down like that was me still choosing to take control of my life and not let christ have that and trust that like he has a better plan for me I feel like that that conference is a tangent again, but I feel like that conference like met us both at like a place of like a, maybe maybe not full on like depression, but apathy, and where it's like, hey, it's better just not to feel, and like we were there for well, two even very in different, different years too, yeah, and we were both like just like boom, yeah, like and then just like it changed, and I think that's just so cool, um, yeah, I you know we. Not to like hard turn here, but we we wrote this song last year, uh, mm-hmm. and it's called "How Beautiful," um, and it literally starts off with a word, "rejoice." Yeah, and uh, that's it. Feels so like 
counter everything this year to be like rejoice i'm singing it this sunday um you're singing it this sunday as well at your church and um at the time of filming this which is not when this will come out but you get the idea um and there's a couple things that there are lyrics that we just like remind us of hope um and we wanted to go over those really quickly as we kind of land the plane here um first was um the in verse two we we ended up writing silence the darker days good news the angels bring Mm -hmm. and it was such a weird lyric like we actually had to explain it to some people uh do you remember what what that was all about i remember um when we were writing it you got really excited because you're talking about the 400 years of silence yeah that existed um whereas just like you have the old testament and then there is 400 years Mm -hmm. that no one heard like a word from god no one like yeah. felt like God was just silent for 400 right. years. Um, and then you have him being born. Right. Um, and and so, the angels like declared it. Like, could you imagine 400 years, nothing from God? And then boom. Yeah. Like angels appear. Like, it's so like, cool. imagine how, um, how anxious you get when you're just like waiting on a test result or you're, or oh you're my like, gosh. you're waiting on something for a couple days, even or mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and, and you just like, you can't think about anything else. And it's like 400 years of that. Mm. Yeah. And now, I mean, now we're in like 2000 years waiting for the second coming of Jesus, yeah. you know, and like, think about that once again, like, boom, yeah, he's coming back like a thief, like a thief in the night. That's so exciting. It's almost like if you could keep that feeling of anticipation that you get mm-hmm. when you're waiting on something for a few days or a few weeks. Like if we like, that's the type of anticipation we need to feel about Jesus. And that's hope. That's yeah. not the apathy. Yeah. That's like knowing, Hey, this is our hope. This is the thing. Like, Hey, if you memorize anything, memorize about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that's still our great hope that he is coming back because he died and he rose again. We have a living God. That's huge. Yeah. I think uh, Phil Wickham has this song, heaven song. Oh, such a good song. Such a good song. Um, Great song. But just, it's, it's about the, like fixing your eyes on heaven. And like, I think I can't remember if I said it in the podcast last time, but just the idea of like, if you're running a race, and mm-hmm. um, you forget why you're running that race, mm-hmm. then it's so much easier to just quit. Yeah. Where if someone says, "Hey, you're gonna get a million dollars at the end of the race," like, and you, and you're not a, you're not gonna forget that. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> why am I doing this again? Yeah, but like, <laughs> you're not gonna stop running that race because you know that at the end it's gonna completely it's change reward. your life. Yeah. And. So, yeah. We forget the reward. I mean, we forget, we forget that one day we're actually going to be in front of Jesus. And like, that's why we sin. That's why we find apathy. That's why we end up without hope. It's because we forget that heaven is real. Like Colossians says, set your mind on things above and not below. And like all the time, what do we focus on? Things Everything below. here. Everything here. And it's just below. And then we don't think like one day I'm actually going to be in front of Jesus. Like that's real. It's yeah. not just fake. It's not some like myth. It's not something, you know. It, it's it's real and yeah. if we would believe it to be real we would have hope um the other thing speaking of hope is uh there was the for the hope that was lost is being found is being bought mm-hmm. and um i remember like one of the things that we wanted to do in this song was make it very present like we were like yeah. hey let's not make it like jesus like was born like we're about the kind of this idea of like what if we were there um 
and the 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 hope being found being bought i remember that lyric being about the fact that jesus came for one purpose like it wasn't when we get into like ideas of who christ was and all this stuff it wasn't like he was just this person born and then one day he realized he was god and then he was like oh well, if I'm God, I should probably do something for people. Like, that's not how yeah. it was. Um, in fact, I mean, we were reading earlier uh, before we started this pod- podcast, like from Isaiah and from Matthew, you know, like this thing, like, behold, you know, those who are living in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah. And um, and then in Matthew chapter two, it actually talks about like, hey, this this child is born and his name is Emmanuel. He is God with us. So very, from the very moment he was born, he was just, he was God in heaven. And then he came down to earth. He didn't like start existing at his birth. Like that's a whole nother topic, but he came for the sole purpose to die for our sins. Yeah. And like, I must think like, can you imagine though, how like, it probably wasn't frustrating because he's God, but like in a sense, like, he limited himself yeah. so much and just like, like even being a little baby. Yeah. Like knowing I'm, I'm sure mentally he was much more advanced than yeah, right. human babies are, but it's just like, he's still going to talk. Yeah. He, he literally <laughs> took on humanity. I mean, that's like, we see that in Philippians too. Like who, who like he humbled himself. Yeah. He came to this earth, took on humanity and then humbled himself to even death on a cross. Like yeah. he is God incarnate which basically just means god in the flesh and um and this you know this idea of hope being bought is the fact that you and i deserve death like that's what we've earned Mm -hmm. you know the bible says that sin the wages of sin is death and then the gift of god is eternal life right but the only reason we have that is because jesus christ it's this big theological thing called substitutionary atonement which basically means I should have been on the cross, but God was my substitute. He took it when I couldn't. And then atonement, it's actually kind of like this legal transaction, which basically means he paid the price I could never pay. So he did something I could never do. He did something I could never do to pay a price that I could never pay. And when we think about it that like in that way, and we think about it, um, we were given hope that we never could have had because Jesus did something that we never could have done. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus was born, Christmas is all about hope. Yeah. And that hope is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's like this Christmas season, even if you, um, no matter what you're going through, if, if because of COVID you've lost your job or you've lost a family member or even just you're an extrovert and having to yeah. um, be tucked away to yourself a little more has caused some depression and stuff like the hope of who Jesus is and what he's done is completely constant and never changing. And so like, it's such a, um, encouragement to be able to put, there's not really anything else in this world that you can hope in that won't change in some form or fashion. Um, like, like and this year, this year has been like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, even just, in the past day you've had the issues with your house it's like you hope 
that your house can be a safe place for and then pipes burst <laughs> yeah <laughs> for, for, for you to to spend time but then your pipes burst and something that simple causes yeah. you to have to leave your house for a time yeah and it's like like it's a house seems like a very solid easy thing but like it goes wrong all the yeah. time and it's like christ is never changing and so it's like no matter how hard your year or your week or your day or your month was like Christ is still the same. Yeah. And so if, if you put your hope in the, those that like the million dollars at the end of the race, if you constantly remind yourself to hope in those things, like you won't be let down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Christmas time is the time that we as Christians, A, should be showing that hope even more mm-hmm. clearly because it's such an awesome example um, to our neighbors and our friends of like, especially Mm. in 2020, like so many people don't have reasons to hope. And if they see Christians just still like trucking on, like, like everything's okay. Um, because Christmas is not about what the world says. Christmas is about Christmas is about the hope in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, and we can show that through like, through all the like through presents and through, through all decorating the things, through, through decorating what, yeah all the things that the world like we can redeem that for us as and, christians and share that hope with other people and share it with other people so a couple personal things that i think we can do one is just our encouragement to you is take some bible verses some promises of god memorize them this christmas season that's one way we can just celebrate and that'll encourage your your walk with the lord throughout all of next year uh the last thing that we have is a secret project we're not really going to tell you much about it um but on christmas day we are releasing something really cool on our music spotify account so um be will follow- it release on youtube and stuff as well? yeah we'll we'll release it on youtube so um the podcast follow our podcast channels and our main youtube uh channel for our to make sure you keep up with the podcast stuff um but it will be also on youtube and then also follow our music spotify account for a special surprise on christmas day awesome so- well as always um if you like this podcast um please subscribe yeah, on, please on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you listen on youtube um and then if you have anything that you would like us to talk about in this episode where where, where should they send an email they should send it to red letter society studio at gmail.com red letter society studio at gmail.com or, or send a dm or, or comment yeah. um uh, we always like to hear feedback so and just kind of let us know um what you like about the podcast mm-hmm. what you don't like maybe some new asmr moments some some asmr ideas asmr asmr <laughs> um but yeah thanks thanks again for listening um see you guys next time merry christmas merry christmas